0: Thank you for watching NTD Business. Coming up, Pfizer responds to the Project Veritas video. The company denies what Jordan Walker said in the video, but does not deny that he's a Pfizer employee. One lawmaker calling for a probe into how federal workers might have abused jobless benefits during the pandemic. She says the money was supposed to go to those who lost their jobs, not government fraudsters. Ford cutting prices for its Mustang Mach-E electric SUV after Tesla cut some prices by as much as 20%. The fate of President Biden's student loan forgiveness program is in the Supreme Court's hands. Over 16 million approved applicants are in limbo. We look at some of the likely outcomes. And new data from the Labor Department shows a record number of Americans missed work last year because of illnesses. That and much more coming up on NTD Business great to have you with us Don Ma here a lawmaker is calling for an investigation into how federal employees abused pandemic benefits she says thousands of federal workers may have fraudulently collected unemployment benefits during the pandemic while also working Senator Joni Ernst says they received the COVID-related jobless benefits while also getting their regular paychecks That means they were paid twice by taxpayers. Some were even paid overtime, and some actually applied for jobless benefits from their work computers. This is according to her. In a statement, Ernst said millions of Americans lost their jobs during the pandemic, while federal employees kept their jobs. Despite this, she says tens of thousands of federal workers applied for and received financial aid that was intended for small businesses. She cited a government report. Now, she's calling for an investigation to identify the fraudsters. She said she hopes the tax dollars can be recovered and the fraudsters fired. And late last Friday, Pfizer responded to Project Veritas's recent video, where an employee at Pfizer said the company is looking into mutating COVID-19 in order to facilitate the development of new vaccines. In the statement, the pharmaceutical company said that It's not conducting gain-of-function or directed evolution research. But Pfizer did say it has conducted experiments in a Level 3 laboratory. It said that it has, quote, engineered the COVID-19 virus to allow them to study antiviral activity in cells. Though Pfizer did not dispute whether Jordan Walker is a Pfizer employee who appeared in the Veritas video. Professional profiles for Walker have since been taken down from various websites. It listed him as a director of messenger RNA research at Pfizer. The safety of some COVID vaccines is being called into question. An eminent MIT professor and expert on drug safety analytics is calling for the immediate suspension of all COVID mRNA vaccines. Here's NTD's Kevin Hogan with the story.
1: They should stop because they completely failed to fulfill any of their advertised promise regarding efficacy. And more importantly, they should stop because of the mounting and indisputable evidence that they cause unprecedented level of harm, including the death of young people and children. I personally became concerned with the vaccine safety around middle of 2021, when it became known that the mRNA vaccines cause myocarditis and inflammation of the heart. By now, I believe that the cumulative evidence is conclusive and confirms our concern that the mRNA vaccines indeed cause sudden cardiac arrest as a sequel of vaccine-induced myocarditis. Levy has over 30 years of experience as a practitioner and an
0: academic in using data analytics to assess and manage risk. Levy and his team analyzed the National Emergency Medical Services data in Israel. He was afraid that the existing vaccine safety surveillance system wouldn't detect myocarditis issues due to the difficulty of diagnosis. They discovered a 25% increase of myocarditis-related cases in the age groups 16 to 39 in the first half of 2021. The CDC says that adverse events from the vaccines are rare but can cause long-term health problems. It says they usually happen within six weeks of getting a vaccine. Levi's team also found a time overlap between the number of Pfizer vaccine doses and the number of cardiac arrest emergency calls. At the same time, there was not a significant correlation with the number of COVID infections over the same period of time. A record number of Americans missed work last year because of illnesses. New data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics shows almost 19 million absences were reported last year. That's about one and a half million sick Americans who missed work each month. Long COVID could be a factor. The CDC says more than a quarter of U.S. adults who have COVID-19 reported symptoms lasting three months or longer. According to the labor statistics data, monthly absences haven't fallen below one million since November 2019 before the pandemic began. They peaked at 3.6 million in January 2022, when COVID-19 cases skyrocketed amid the first Omicron wave. On to our special report today about student loan debt cancellations. In just a month from now, the Supreme Court will begin deciding whether or not to strike down Biden's student loan forgiveness program. The program has already approved over 16 million people for forgiveness, only four weeks since the program opened for applications. The fate of the program, which is estimated to cost $400 billion tax dollars, is on the line. These 16 million borrowers will basically be in limbo, waiting for the Supreme Court to make its decision. Biden announced the program back in August, saying he would forgive between Ten dollars to $20,000 for qualified borrowers. But almost immediately, Republicans criticized the program and brought on a wave of lawsuits. And these lawsuits have brought us here to the upcoming Supreme Court hearing. Now, it's often hard to predict what the Supreme Court will do, but we spoke to Attorney Omar Ochoa. He gives us some hidden indicators that point to what might happen. There are a couple of court decisions already that found that to be illegal. Uh, The Supreme Court has taken on those cases to give a final decision.
2: Generally speaking, when the Supreme Court acts this quickly, uh, because it it, it has been relatively fast that they've taken up the case and scheduled it for hearing, uh, it's usually
0: because they want to make a a bold action. Uh, And in this case, very likely to strike it down most of the justices on the court are conservative. Now, Biden created this student loan program without any contribution from Congress. Ochoa says conservative legal theorists generally frown upon this kind of behavior when the president takes action without input from another branch. Jack Fitzhenry is a senior legal policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation. For him, the probability is high that the Supreme Court will strike down the program. And that's because the program is based on a very aggressive interpretation of an old, old statute called the HEROES Act of 2003.
2: It was largely meant to protect servicemen and women who were abroad on active duty from, uh, from being overburdened by student loans while they were in the nation's service. Now, there is a clause in there that allows the secretary to uh, waive or modify certain laws governing student loans. In the event of a national emergency. And that's the provision of the law that uh, President Biden and uh, Secretary of Education Cardona are relying on here.
0: However, nowhere in the HEROES Act does it mention student loan debt cancellation. Fitzhenry says Biden has made this logical jump from modifying laws to canceling debt. And the Supreme Court may not like this very much. If the Supreme Court ultimately strikes down the program, then those 16 million people who have been approved for forgiveness will not have their debts forgiven. Biden official James Kowal says this may cause a historically large increase in delinquencies and defaults, especially coming off of the COVID-19 pandemic. We spoke to Aaron Rafferty, who interacts with many college students. He's the co-founder of Battle Packs, an organization that helps amplify students' ideas in the media. Of all the students he talks to, he says around 60% like the idea of personal responsibility and paying their own debts. Meanwhile, the other 40% feels differently.
3: I wouldn't say that they're looking for handouts, right? But they're more, you know, uh, understanding that it's, it's not, there's, there's very few options, right? And this would propel them forward, you know, in life.
0: Attorney Gerard Felitti also acknowledges a scenario where Biden squeezes by with a watered-down version of the student loan forgiveness program.
1: They will be potentially looking at ways to modify this. Uh, After all, when the Supreme Court rules, that may not actually decide the matter. It may end up going back to the lower courts with the court's decision. Uh, So it will give the Biden administration time and the opportunity to refine this to be more in accordance with the law.
0: So those 16 million who are waiting for their debt to be canceled may have to wait a very long time. The Supreme Court begins hearing arguments February 28th. We'll keep you updated on the story. Onto Wall Street. Major indexes sank today, weighed down by declines in technology and other mega-cap shares. The Dow fell 261 points or 0.8%, S&P lost 53 points or 1.3%, NASDAQ dropped 228 points or 2%. And Ford is cutting prices on its Mustang Mach-E electric SUVs by as much as $6,000. It comes after rival Tesla slashed prices globally on its electric vehicles by as much as 20%. The price of a standard-range Mach-E will drop from about $47,000 to $46,000. The top-end GT extended range will fall from around $70,000 to $64,000. Ford said its price cuts will help grow the company's electric vehicle market share. Tesla also slashed prices on several versions of its EVs. Ford said customers who already ordered Mach-Es will automatically get the lower prices. Ford shares are down nearly 3% today, while Tesla shares are down 6%. The e-commerce market has been breaking industry records through 2022, and it's forecast to grow at an annual rate of over 70% from 2023 to 2028. NTD's Sean Marshall has more details.
3: E-commerce, or digital commerce, is doing better than ever. The online shopping industry passed the $1 trillion mark for the first time, according to Comscore. $1.9 $1.9 trillion, to be exact, for the U.S. in 2022. It's been accelerating year over year since 2012. I asked Rick Watson, CEO of RMW Commerce Consulting, about this growth.
2: Yeah, the main reason that e-commerce is growing so fast is that it's what, how consumers prefer to buy. Uh, it's, it's very convenient to click a button and have something shipped to your home rather than search around the mall all day and wonder if you're going to find something that you like.
3: Mobile devices are also contributing to the growth. Mobile shopping grew at twice the rate of desktop e-commerce. Comscore listed the top five grossing categories, grocery slash baby and pet products, which has grown 333% from 2018 to 2023, followed by apparel, computer, electronics, and furniture and appliances. Shopify, the popular customized web store builder, is showing signs of benefiting from the increase in e-commerce. Its shares are already up 44% to date, with 24% of those gains coming in last week's trading. Other than starting an e-commerce website, I asked Watson for a basic tip for an entrepreneur, like what a street coffee bean seller could do to grow their business in the digital world.
2: The biggest thing I would start with is probably Google local ads um, because If if you're searching on Google on your mobile phone, then most people are looking for businesses around them. And if you're advertising on Google local and using the tools Google has available to you, then more people will find your business.
3: Another tip Watson gave was to grow off your own profits rather than going out to find early big investors and growing too big too quickly, just to end up having trouble finding more investors, a problem many pandemic boom businesses are running into now. Sean Marshall, NTD News.
0: The IRS is reminding taxpayers that they must report all digital asset-related income. Taxpayers must also answer a new digital asset question on their 2022 federal income tax return. The yes or no question asks individuals whether or not they received or sold any digital assets. The term receive includes rewards, awards, or payments for property or services. The term sell includes exchanges, gifts, or other methods of digital asset disposal. Taxpayers are legally required to report all income on federal income tax returns. That includes income from digital assets. Failure to do so could result in penalties. Taxpayers should check the no-box if they simply owned digital assets but didn't use them for any transactions in 2022. And lawmakers are getting ready to grill the CEO of short video app TikTok. This amid concerns about national security and child safety. Here's more.
2: TikTok's chief executive soon to make his first ever appearance before a congressional committee. TikTok chief executive Shouza Chu will testify before the U.S. Energy and Commerce Committee in March. The panel's GOP chair, Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers, made the announcement Monday. In that statement, she accused the video-sharing app of knowingly allowing the Chinese Communist Party to access American user data. TikTok has more than 100 million U.S. users and is owned by Chinese developer ByteDance. Under Chinese law, companies must hand over data to Beijing authorities if they ask for it. Rogers added that Americans deserve to know how these actions impact their privacy and data security, as well as what actions TikTok is taking to keep our kids safe from online and offline harms. TikTok confirmed on Monday, Chu will testify. The news comes as the House Foreign Affairs Committee plans to hold a vote next month on a new bill. The measure aims to block the use of TikTok in the U.S., citing national security concerns.
0: Meanwhile, smartphone sales in China took a major hit in 2022. Data shows a record plunge for the year, with sales tumbling 13% to their lowest level in a decade. 286 million smartphones were shipped for the country last year. That's a fall from nearly 330 million in 2021. 2022 marked the first time since 2013 that annual sales fell below 300 million as for smartphone makers apple's sales fell in china for the first time since 2020 though the iphone held onto its position as the nation's third best selling device chinese consumer spending became more conservative during the past few years under the country's strict covid 19 rules and hard-hit economy china's 2022 phone sales mirrored the tech sector's global performance Worldwide sales for the devices sank 11% for the year, coming in at $1.2 billion. Taking a break now, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, email us at business at ntd.com. Still to come, we hear from Dr. Robert Malone on the censorship of the recent Project Veritas video about Pfizer. More on that after this short break. Welcome back, and now some more highlights from my interview with Dr. Robert Malone last Friday. I also asked him about the scope of censorship on the Project Veritas Pfizer video.
1: The search terms having to do with Pfizer and Veritas. Google, when it noticed that this was trending, immediately started modifying search results and making it so that people could not search for these terms and identify that video. Then what happened, and it was stunning in how fast it happened the the this physician and everything to do with this physician on the web worldwide was memory hold within hours everything his linkedin profile all fortunately many people had already captured screenshots of of slides when he was in medical school um uh i have uh screenshots that have all of his personal capture his personal contact information all of that has been completely scrubbed from the internet. You cannot find it. Simultaneously, Pfizer turned off comments in all of their various media platforms. They are not allowing anybody to comment on any of their platforms. And on Twitter, they allow only people that they follow to comment. Okay, So only their friends can say anything, and they block the ability of the general public to say anything on any Pfizer platform. The, the, the power of Pfizer to completely control the media narrative, except in um, outlets such as NTD Business and, uh, fortunately, Tucker Carlson. The the power of Pfizer and its money is profound.
0: I want to talk about another thing that that Walker mentioned in that uh, video. He talked about a revolving door with uh, officials and pharma and other industries. Tell us, what is the problem? What, what's the inherent problem here?
1: So it's multiple. What what it creates is sort of a forward-looking conflict of interest in government officials. You scratch my back today and I'll scratch your back tomorrow. I'll give you the big salary when you get out, if you just behave. And the converse is also true. If you don't behave, you will never get one of those good jobs. So, And it doesn't matter if you don't behave in on a Pfizer case. If you're a regulatory officer. If you don't behave the way they want on a Merck case, then not only will Merck not hire you, but neither will Pfizer. It's an industry-wide thing, and it is deeply, deeply compromised on all of these agencies. This problem is systemic through the entire government. You know, we see Monsanto leadership routinely swapped back and forth between leadership of the USDA. That's what has happened in uh, in Washington DC. And uh, most of the public is completely ignorant of it. And then we see this video, where this gentleman, you know, blithely acknowledges what anybody that works in D.C. D.C. knows is to be the case. Um, but he does it in such a overt way. It's it's so casually. Uh, he's saying, "Well, don't you already know this? I'm such an insider. I know this. Didn't you already know that? That's that's the subtext of what he's saying." So I hope that helps. You know, eliminate what this revolving door problem is. It is deep and profound.
0: And as he mentioned as well, the people who are impacted here are the American people.
1: Another thing that was stunning this casual admission that it's good for corporations, it's good for Pfizer, it's not good for the American people. He says this as a as a joke. He's smiling and laughing about it. Um, it's it's uh, it's grotesque. It's ghoulish. Um, he's talking about. He's laughing about. Um, one of the most profound human tragedies in modern history. Uh, and in the face of this huge human tragedy, you have this young physician joking about um, doing the very type of work that led to the tragedy in the first place.
0: What do you think we can do about this uh, revolving door issue so that there's independence?
1: So I talk about that in the book. It is a huge problem. Uh, it's one that is must be solved uh, legislatively, I'm afraid. And uh, the the challenge is that we have laws on the books, for good reason, that limit um, the ability of companies to restrict future employment. And the federal government is basically deferring to those uh, policies and those laws and state laws. But the federal government has the ability to just say no. They don't have to follow along with that. They don't have to follow established case law. And so The legislature is going to have to step up and make law that says, if you're going to work for the federal government, you're not going to do this anymore. No more of this, oh, two months and then you're free. And it all traces back to the decision to allow the pharmaceutical industry to directly market to consumers that allowed um, unrestricted pricing on drugs. The government would no longer negotiate on drugs. And they allowed uh, direct marketing to consumers through advertising, I mean, even China. You're not going to see advertisements for Chinese pharmaceuticals on the street in China. It doesn't happen, right? They don't treat that industry in the same way. They know what it can do. We have a problem here in the United States, and we have to recognize it before we can do anything about it. And and then we have to get mad. This is something that that does you should be angry about because it's hurting you and your children.
0: And that was just some of what Dr. Malone told me. We talked about a number of other topics in the full interview. To watch it, head on over to NTD.com. And that's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Don. You can follow me on Twitter if you're there. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can email us at business at NTD.com. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. I'll see you tomorrow.